Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with, yeah, of course, you know who it is, that fellow with the ridiculous Alice Band. Yeah, grown man. Yeah, I get it all. Yeah, no, it's not a midlife crisis. Anyway, it's Andy Goldstein. Uh, we start the podcast with game day exclusive with Regmin Chowdhury praising Manchester United forward Marcus Rashford on his latest campaign to help children in need and to prevent them from going hungry during half-term. Or as I like to call him, Sir Marcus Rashford. Not for the first time, he has stood up to this government and challenged them head-on to make sure this country's poorest children will not go hungry during the half-term holidays. His actions have galvanised the nation, hundreds of local councils and food outlets, many of them who themselves are on the brink during these times have offered to help. It's such a generosity of spirit in the face of what I believe was such a cruel decision. But what I love about Marcus Rashford is that he might be living the glitzy life, scoring the winner for Manchester United against PSG in the Champions League this week. But he is kind, he's humble, and he has never forgotten his roots. Take it from me as a mum of two. No parent will ever want to see their kids go hungry, not even for a few hours. But some, of course, don't have that choice. And Marcus was once that child. He talks so passionately, doesn't he, about removing the stigmas around poverty. And he is really educating all of us about humanity and humility, an absolute modern-day hero and totally selfless. And what's remarkable is that he is just 22. Everyone at TalkSport, Marcus, is right behind you. Now, this is Sam Matterface on the Sunday session, discussing fans donating their PPV money to food banks and why it looks embarrassing for the Premier League. You do feel as if the Premier League have scored a huge PR own goal here. I don't know. I'm not a PR executive. But looking down that list in front of me of fans groups refusing to plough even more money into the club's uh, coffers or the Premier League's coffers for buying pay-per-view matches and decided instead to put their money towards people in greater need who can't afford simply to put enough food on the table. I just wonder, I just wonder... Wouldn't it have been a more sensible idea, a real PR win, if maybe as well as helping a a major impact on society, if if the Premier League had said, look, pay-per-view hasn't gone down that well with our community. We haven't got as many eyeballs on it as maybe we hope. 
So instead, we'll scrap it after this weekend. But this weekend, we will do it. And every single penny that we raise will go to Marcus Rashford and his charity to feed kids that need to eat. I reckon the take-up would have been pretty good. Quite substantial indeed. Not only would it have been a PR win, they would also have got more eyeballs on the football and the product that they won, but also they would have had a huge impact on society. I think that would have been a more sensible idea. Time now to hear from the former Ireland and Chelsea striker, big Tony Cascarino, on the weekend breakfast show, discussing Crystal Palace's Wilfred Zahar, or Wilf, to his mates. And why Liverpool should have signed him in the summer. Hmm. Roy Hudson had put down a challenge to Wilf. Mm-hmm. And obviously the transfer window come and go and he didn't, he didn't get a desired move because he wanted a move. He's openly admitted it, so he did. And when he played certain games, you're thinking, Wilf, you can't kid anybody. If you're wanna, you want to be at your very best, you have to literally run your socks off and create problems because you're good enough. He's one of them players who's good enough to play for a Champions League team. Easily. But he's got to be in the right frame of mind. When he plays like he did yesterday... And he causes havoc, and he just runs at teams, and and that, and he's he's nearly unplayable at times. You say that he's good enough to play for a Champions League team. Why is a team then not wanting to bring them? I know there's a price tag on him, but it's not like some teams haven't spent money. Why are teams not thinking? Do you know what we we need Zaha? I do think there's an element of teams actually do feel that. I mean, Wilf was very expensive. If you're mm-hmm. thinking he's 28 years old and you're going to spend 40, 50, 60 million pounds for Wilf and then, you you know, he's going into his 28, 29 and relies on pace. You know, Wilf has got a great turn of foot. He can get past defenders. I was surprised Liverpool didn't go in for him, but then they went for Yotta. They got him for 40-odd million and a younger player yeah. and has already stepped in. I thought Wilf could have played for Liverpool in the way they play. I thought it would have been superb in their setup. I see him give Alex-Arnold, uh, Trent, a real hard game at Palace one afternoon and Klopp was on and on and on at Trent trying to defend him. and he got won a penalty caused lots of problems for Liverpool he's good enough I just feel that he's probably been priced out of the market slightly mm. but also teams have looked at him and thought there is a sometimes where he's not he's on the fringe of a game where he shouldn't be because he's way good now I've always I've never questioned Will's ability he's a tremendous footballer <laughs> Time now to hear from the Liverpool boss, Jurgen Klopp, looking back at their very lucky victory against Sheffield United on game day with TalkSport's Joe Shannon. Tonight we were one down with a, with a penalty, which I think is not even a foul, which is then hard to take. And of course, one team gets confidence, the other team, oh my God, again. At the moment, Sheffield United and Liverpool both set up for a free kick. Let's and Mike it. Dean has pointed to the spot. And Sheffield United have a penalty here at Anfield after a VAR review. Fabinho deputising for Virgil van Dijk. Before the penalty, we played super football, exactly like you have to play against Sheffield. After the penalty, we lost a little bit of patience. We scored our equaliser and um, second half we could adjust a few things. And, um, but then Sheffield, don't give up. they don't give up. That's a really fighting unit and um, you have, I respect that a lot. I think Chris is doing an exceptional job there. Mane crosses and Jota heads it in! And Liverpool are into the lead this time. And it's Diogo Jota with a flying header at the far post. His second Liverpool goal in front of the cop. And it is now Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1. And nights like this, you deserve the right for easier games. If they are any easier, they're not easier. But if you win like 2-3-0 or whatever, you earn the right to do that in nights like this. So I'm really happy. 
Staying with game day, this is the former Manchester United assistant manager Steve McLaren, or Steve, as some people remember. Anyway, he was looking back at United's 0-0 draw with Chelsea, as well as Mason Greenwood's disciplinary issues and Bruno Fernandes' form. A sentence not easy for me to say. Just been looking at Fernandes for the last five, ten minutes, and he's disappointed. He's disappointed because he's been taken out of the middle and he's out on the right-hand side. I saw it last week against Newcastle. He went out wide. I've seen it now, and his body language is not good. He's not getting involved. He needs to be in the game. And on that right-hand side, he's not moving from there. He's got to move from there and get... He's got to get his head up and get back into the game and affect the game, because at the moment, he's just standing out on the right and he's making it easy for Chilwell. Shoots towards the far corner and produces a wonderful finish, Mason Greenwood. And that is the way that Manchester United and England want to see Mason Greenwood get his teenage kicks. He's 19 years old. Mm. He's just 19 Only just years turned old. 19 as just well. Just 19. Mm. And he's playing at this level at Manchester United. And he's, you know, what a fantastic... And he's in his formative years. And Trevor will back me up. What do we used to be like in our formative oh. years? We were a nightmare. Always late, always doing this, always doing that. And it took the manager and it took many years to change that. And that's all it is. So, yes, we can speculate on the outside. They know what's going on on the inside. And you're absolutely right. If youngsters are late, you know, if they're doing this wrong, that wrong, they've got to be professional. This is serious. It's not kids game. It's serious. And all, all he's doing and his staff is just teaching him the ways in his supporting him but also disciplining him it's it's tough love and that's what Ollie's got to give him he's got he's got to be tough with him and say look you can't always be this you can't always be that and always be that and still play you know there are consequences if you're late for this late for the meeting late for training or whatever there are consequences and the consequences you don't play and eventually young players learn Staying with United, this is Andy Cole, legend, on the Sunday session looking back at United's Premier League campaign in 1995 and whether or not Eric Cantona's suspension caused them to miss out on winning the title. Obviously it did, because the year before and the year after, we did the double. I'll talk about that very honestly and very openly. I mean, that, that game against West Ham in 95, how, how we didn't win it, I, I never know. You know. So that wasn't down to Eric or... I mean, that was my poor finishing, a goalkeeper pulling saves out of where he's pulling saves out of. But on to Andy Cole. That wasn't down to Eric being suspended because we got ourselves in that position once he was suspended. You know, so that tells you it wasn't about one individual. With Roy, yeah, of course you're going to miss that driving force, but we still finished second. I mean, so nothing was actually built around one individual. Still in. It's there. Oh, surely. Cole's missed it. Incredible. Would you have finished first if he was in the team, you think? And would you have won the league before the last day if Cantona hadn't got suspended? Who knows? You know, they're all ifs and buts. Manchester United could not win. Kenny Dalglish has led Blackburn to the Championship in defeat. This is Darren Bent's boot room, which of course is not a boot room, it's just a studio, and they've called the show The Boot Room. Anyway, he was with Alex Crook and Darren Ambrose looking back at Sunday's football where Everton finally lost the game and Wolves and Newcastle drew 1-1. 
Everton came here unbeaten and as league leaders, they've been out for, out-muscled, out-played and they go home with absolutely nothing. Deserved win for the home side here. It finishes Southampton 2, Everton 0. After a not-so-good start, it was necessary to pick up a few, So, but every week is tough and if you lean back a little bit and you immediately get the, the bill for it, so keep on working and keep on being focused. I think what I like in my team in the moment is that it seems that we definitely do some some big steps forward. But the biggest mistakes you make when you're successful, you know, and so keep on keep on focused and keep on working hard. I will take Ralph Hasenhutl at Manchester United tomorrow. I think he's a genius. You know why he's a genius? On this day, a year ago, exactly a year to the day, and Southampton fans, sorry, I know you don't like talking about it. They lost 9-0 yeah. at home to Leicester. There aren't many managers who would have bounced back from that. Not only has he bounced back, he's gone from a position of strength now. I think they've got the eighth best record in the Premier League since that 9-0. It's the same group of players. He's a good old-fashioned, decent training ground coach. Time now for a bit of fight night from Saturday with Gareth A. Davies looking back at UFC 254. And a famous win for Habib over Gaethje. Live on TalkSport. Of course, I know nothing about UFC. Someone's phonetically written those names down for me. Oh, here we go. He's putting a triangle on Justin Gaethje. He's looking for a submission here. He's wow, looking for a submission. He's got it. He's got it on. He's, he's got, got that, it on. He's got the angle. He's got it on. Kabib Namagomedov has got the he's triangle. He's got a tap. How many times has he got a tap? He's out. He's out. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. That was the incredible. most impressive Khabib has ever looked. That was incredible. It was my last fight. And no way I'm going to come here without my father. I know only one thing what I want from UFC Tuesday. You guys have to put me on number one pump for pump fighter in the world because I deserve this. Back now to Sunday's football where Arsenal and Leicester played at the Emirates. Here's the take of the managers Mikel Arteta and Brendan Rodgers. Leicester have all three points. This is the first time they've won at Arsenal since 1973. It's finished Arsenal nil, Leicester won. Yeah, it was a very good team performance. I think that obviously you play against top teams and top players, you've got to deny them space. And at times we pressed the game and at times we dropped into that medium to to lower block. We know that we've got the quality to then play through and, and, and threaten the goal. And the uh, the first, the, you know, the big moment of quality in the game was was the goal and yeah, it was a wonderful goal. Granit Xhaka and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, both in offside positions. It didn't look like either of them touched it, but the linesman, assistant referee on this near side, thought that they had. VAR didn't overrule the original decision by Craig Pawson either, and so the goal was disallowed. We certainly scored a goal that is valid and got disallowed. I don't know how, and obviously those margins in these games are huge. And in the second half, it was about being patient and not making any errors in build-up phases or when we had to defend uh, open spaces and in one moment without really doing absolutely anything they are through they score the goal and then obviously it's a mountain to climb Time to check in with Danny Kelly on the Trans Europe Express with the wonderful Andy Brassel looking back at El Clasico and another defeat for Barca boss Ronald Koeman 
the way he's managing the players is far from ideal. I mean, I think you look how little Barcelona had in that second half. And yes, that's not unique to Koeman area, Barcelona. But on the other hand, you look at that and you think he didn't bring on any subs until the last 10 minutes. Antoine Griezmann, who has been performing like for France, he's, he's able to go and do that, even though he was affected by what's going on at, at, at Barcelona. Um, the club have, have been briefing quite extensively to anyone who will listen that they are not selling Antoine Griezmann. In that case, you have to say that Ronald Koeman is depreciating an asset that they can't afford to have depreciated at the moment. You know, this is a guy who, whether you whether whether he wants him or not, is an extremely valuable international footballer who could definitely add something with them. Now England and Nottingham Forest legend Stuart Pearce, psycho to his friends, or his enemies actually, joined Johnny Owen and friends, oh I've got friends, to take the boys through his best 11 and he told them about one of the unusual aspects of his pre-game ritual. Although, who's going to argue with him? I had a set routine that said, quarter past three o'clock kick off quarter past two I'd start to get undressed then I would be running up and down the corridor right. normally training boots <laughs> socks and pants so the, the teams were walking <laughs> past me and I'm preening my thighs waiting for the right winger you know what I mean going up and down before you take the pitch I always had a, a proviso of three things I convinced myself that I was better than the person I was playing against so I, I'd et, slept and trained better than they had and that gave me an inner confidence about how the game was going to go and also in my latter years as well I always felt as though I never had two bad games in a row so if I had a bad game last week it wouldn't play on my mind because I thought no the stats were on my side now I never have two bad games in a row. On my journey in football, I picked up certain things and experiences that that work for me. When I first joined Coventry as a a 21, 22-year-old player, Kenny Hibbett was one of the senior pros in the dressing room. And we went out for a warm-up and Kenny didn't. And I said to Ken, I said, Ken, I said, why don't you go out for a warm-up? He looked at his watch and went... I get paid for an hour and a half. I ain't doing any more. (laughs) That was his answer, honestly. That's nearly it for a podcasty thing. Let me remind you, we've got live and exclusive commentary on TalkSport 2, half past five as Brighton entertain West Brom. No, me neither. Anyway, that's it. I'll be back, of course, on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar tonight from 10pm after Spurs travel to Burnley in the Premier League and obviously we'll be taking your calls, me and the Moonface. There will obviously be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.